Hello, fellow survivors. This is Agnes coming to you from WEHG Mercury, a broadcast of hope. This is day 12 since we've been broadcasting, and since it's been 12 days, today I wanted to talk a little bit about our living space. I mean, after all, we are here talking to you every day. We might as well get to know each other a little bit. As you can probably surmise, we are holed up in the student radio station studio adjacent to the science building. The space we have is small but adequate for our needs. Besides the studio booth and workstation, we have a small bathroom and a central room. The three of us have claimed a corner as our own little personal space. Nesting, if you will. I like to think of it as our safe hideaway, like the annex where Anne Frank and her family hid in World War II. I wanted to talk a little more about how we got here. I was prepping for my usual Thursday night show, which I host, or hosted, I guess, the night before the lockdown was called. Max was running tech for my show, so he was here with me. Dr. Clark was here to record an interview with Max that was going to be aired the following week. Something about invasive species or something, and that's when the siren went off. The fear of going into lockdown had started to lessen, as that was the fourth or fifth time it had gone into effect. We all expected the all-clear within hours, as we had experienced the previous times. But, of course, that was the one that was never lifted. When hours turned into days, we had started to develop a dynamic within our little group. It's amazing how quickly people can adapt to situations they never would have imagined themselves in. Max and I were already friends. I'd been doing my internship with WEHG for a while, and we had always been cool. I didn't know Dr. Clark at all, being a literature major and all. Max and Dr. Clark had been no more than acquaintances in that they worked in neighboring buildings and passed in the parking lot and stuff. She really kept to herself at first, spending her time reading science papers and whatnot that she had brought down with her. Max and I played a lot of gin rummy in those first few days. In our time here together, I think we've all gotten used to each other's little habits and reactions to things. From the beginning, we've all had particular ways in which we respond to problems and challenges. As I'm sure everyone else did, we kept tabs on the lockdown situation from the city website until the internet went down. At that point, I was scared, but Dr. Clark seemed resigned to the fact that we were going to be here for a while. That's really when the three of us started actually talking about what's going on. The first days, everything seemed temporary, because we were still waiting for the all-clear. The repeated insistence of the importance of staying in lockdown as long as the website was up had started to scare me. We all knew that the epidemic was spreading, but we'd only seen isolated incidences around here. Knowing that this was bigger than that, well, it just made it seem more real. I know that sounds cliche, but it's one thing to know that there's something bad happening in your little corner of the world. It seems manageable. It seems like something that will pass. When you know the same terrible thing is happening in multiple places or even all over the world for all you know, it makes it seem less manageable. Less 
like it will pass. Max was really comforting to me at that moment. He understood my fear, and I think he felt some of his own. That was the first time he started adamantly suggesting ideas as to what was happening, none of which seemed very plausible to me. I don't want to say that he's all about conspiracy theories, but that's totally what it is. Max can see some way that the government has a hand in just about anything that happens, most things that can be tied to extraterrestrial activity, too. He questions whether everything is being staged somehow for manipulation purposes. Some of his ideas are a little more realistic than others. Dr. Clark has very different reactions. She didn't say anything when the internet went down. She was very introverted about it, which, as it turns out, is her typical way of dealing with things. As a person, she is very straightforward about everything. She can be harsh sometimes, especially when I'm showing any kind of emotion. She shows no signs of distress or fear. It's like she has to work everything out internally in a calculated fashion before letting anyone see her response to anything. She shows nothing until she gets all of her thoughts and opinions lined up in a well-planned outline. I'm the complete opposite. I feel genuine emotions. I cry when I'm sad or scared. I'm jubilant when I'm happy or excited. I don't hide how I'm feeling from the people around me. Like last week, Max and I were on a supply run. We stumbled upon a cache of books which included some of my favorites. I whooped and hollered. I was so overjoyed. But not loud enough to be heard by anyone but Max. And I still feel that joy over the titles we picked up. We are a cohesive group. I almost feel like it is because of our differences that we have managed to form an actual cohesive working team together. In everything we do, we are all assuming our individual roles. Dr. Clark often has the most practical solution to problems that come up. Max is really good at figuring out the logistics of how to do things. I'm better at foreseeing the outcome of our reactions, not the if-then sense of outcome, but rather the effects on us as people. I can point out to Dr. Clark and Max that it's worthwhile to acknowledge our own feelings and emotions. Wrap it up! Okay. I guess that's about it for today. Same time again tomorrow. Take care of each other.